Welcome to the QB List Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Eric Smith. I am joined by Drew DeLuca, as always, going through Week 7, Sit Start. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies do not have a playoff game tonight, so Drew, uh, we have his, his full attention. Uh, we will go through some of the tougher decisions of the week and uh, help you out with your lineups because it is a mess this week. So, Drew, uh, other than watching a, a pretty exciting baseball team, how are you doing right now? Oh, great. So, I just got back from taking my oldest out for her birthday for dinner, so can't complain. Life's good. The Phillies are doing well. The Eagles lost to the Jets. Oh, wait, that's not good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that life's pretty good, so, yeah. You can't have it all, Drew. You got, you, no, no, no. got a, a hot playoff team. Uh, that, that, that's a good start for now. That's so. right. yeah. All right. Well, we will go through, like I said, all of the injuries. There's a ton going on this week. We're going to spend a lot of our time in injuries, not so much in Drew's uh, positional rankings. We're just going to talk through some of these situations. So uh, we're going to spend a lot of time up top. Uh, of course, though, please check out the Sit Start article at QVList.com. We're going to go through every single fantasy-relevant player and check out the What We Saw Waiver Wire podcast uh, every Monday night, Tuesday morning. Uh, they're, they're crushing it over there. So um, let's get right into it, though. We got a lot to cover today. Um, up top, it's trade season, Drew. Uh, a trade deadline is approaching, I believe, on Halloween. Uh, real blockbuster here. Uh, did you, did you enjoy me, Cole Hardman, on the Chiefs for the first time? I, I hope you did because the Jets traded him right back to the Ch- Chiefs for a late round pick swap. So um, this Chiefs receiving core is a mess as usual. But uh, does this register on your radar at all, me, Cole Hardman, back to the Chiefs? Well, hold on. Anyone who enjoyed Miko on the Chiefs the first time around and expects any meaningful production this time around is just a straight up masochist. So good, good luck to you. So, but my initial reaction is this is not good news for Sky Moore. Uh, it's, and it's also a disgusting barrier to meaningful playing time for Justin Ross. Just when it looked like there was a, a window potentially for him to sneak in there and start getting some snaps. Uh, they go on deal for Miko Hardman. So I don't think this really moves the needle much for Rasheed Rice. Uh, I don't see a, uh, more than a small negative impact to Kadarius Tony. I think those two are still going to play meaningful snaps. Uh, I wish it would mean fewer empty routes for Marquise Valde- uh, Valdez-Scantling, who is about as useless as a Capri Sun without a straw. But I don't think fantasy managers are going to be that fortunate here. <laughs> yeah, my MVS will be on the field. They're, they're not taking him off the field. I, I will say Miko Hardman was not even playing for the Jets. I do think the Chiefs will use him. So, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about Rushy Rice, but the rest of them, uh, this can't be good. So. Uh, I think someone once compared the Chiefs to like almost like a hockey rotation. They just rotate in and out these receivers. And I think that's kind of what they're doing. There's just like line change. A new set of receivers comes in. It's kind of a mess to follow. So I don't know. One of these days we'll get a receiver out of this Chiefs group here. Yeah. It's been a while since Tyreek Hill. We haven't had one, right? So. Yeah, yeah. It, it, one of these days. All right, let's get into running back injuries. That's going to be uh, probably about half of this show today. Um, <laughs> at one point, uh, whoever runs the Yahoo Fantasy Football app, I think they were going through my team player by player and adding injury updates during the day today. So uh, that's what it feels like to be a fantasy manager right now. So um, let's start out with Christian McCaffrey, uh, oblique injury. He's hopeful to play week seven against the Vikings. Um I don't know. Do we just add Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell and see what happens later? Like this is a valuable backfield here. Yeah, I think it's a smart play to kind of hedge that situation and add one of those two because whoever I think Shanahan's kind of shown us that he prefers to kind of have a guy and then, you know, maybe somebody taking a little bit of steam off here or there. But uh, Mason's the healthier of the two. So he's probably the best short term ad in this situation, especially with Debo Samuel also dinged up because Debo, as we know, sometimes likes to get in there, mix it up in the uh, in the run game. But I think that's just means more carries there potentially for whoever takes the reins from McCaffrey. So that being said, um, Mitch, uh, Elijah Mitchell was ahead of Mason on the death chart prior to his own injury. 
Uh, so mm-hmm. I do think, though, he'll offer more utility rest of the season. Uh, but I think right now, if you're looking for meaningful snaps and meaningful opportunity, I think Mason's probably the way I'm going. Yeah, hopefully CMC plays and this doesn't matter. But I, I would warn people on Jordan Mason. Like he is a special teams player. Um, and so right. he's active every week and he's on the roster. And it does seem like when there's an in-game injury, since he's active, he tends to get in there and get some snaps. We we haven't quite seen him like take over the backfield when there's an injury. So I think he's worth adding. Uh, but I would agree with you. Elijah Mitchell is the way more exciting player if CMC does miss time. But we got to get Mitchell healthy first. So I don't even know if yeah. he's really healthy yet. Right. Okay, let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams backfield. Uh, Kyron Williams has been tearing it up. I think he's top five running back on the year, potentially, somewhere in that range. Uh, And Kyron Williams is going to miss multiple games with his ankle injury. Um, They're expecting him back after the Week 10 bye at the latest, but it it could be that long. So the Rams' options include sixth-round rookie Zach Evans, uh, Royce Freeman, who was on their practice squad. They just called him up. Um, They recently signed Miles Gaskin and Daryl Henderson to their uh, practice squad brought Daryl Henderson back from previous years. Uh, so it's a nice matchup this week against Arizona. I kind of want to play one of these Rams running backs, Drew, but I have no idea who it's going to be without Kyron Williams. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a couple of cheap dynasty shares of Evans, so I'm kind of rooting for him here. Um, I was starting to wonder if he was ever going to get any opportunity. Um, that said, it does make me want to pump the brakes a bit when I see them adding three veterans to the mix here, especially one with extensive experience in that offense. And Henderson's kind of like the ex-girlfriend that McVeigh and the Rams just can't quit. He just, they just, they, they, they go, they, they put it, they give him carries, they go away from him. He's persona non grata. And now, the, and then, then he's gone completely. And all of a sudden now he's back in the picture. So um now we're, I think we're all just kind of like, you know, the best friends going like, seriously, dude, really? And that's kind of where we are right now with Henderson. So it would not surprise me at all if Henderson ended the day leading the team in carries. I don't think that he's the odds on favorite. I think that's probably Evans. Uh, but I think Henderson's probably going to be in the mix here. Uh, and so definitely for sure um, is a person that I'm looking at as a cheap ad in the deeper league if he's still hanging around. So Royce Freeman will probably get a couple carries. I see him maybe rotating in and out. We'll see with Miles Gaskin. I don't know, I'm not exactly sure if he's just a depth piece, a warm body, or what. But um, so it's it's. I, I I know a lot of people are excited about Zach Evans right now, but I think there's definitely more than enough reason to kind of be a little hesitant. So I did not. I put bids in for him. I did not bid through the moon for him. Um, but uh, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe he'll uh, he'll he'll get in there, and mix it up in a in a powerful offense. Because uh, they're they are definitely a five and all cylinders the Rams are right now, and it's good opportunity for them in that situation. But uh, yeah, I, I I I mean, if you have Evans, great, um, you might as well play him, especially with so many teams on by, so many injuries. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> I think it's kind of really going to be anyone's guess as to how it shakes out. So, like I said, you know, adding all those veterans plus that rookie that no one really expected much from, uh, you know, two weeks ago, um, it's we're just kind of looking to see you know how the dice. Uh, shake out here (laughs) yeah uh the the thought had crossed my mind as a someone who has kyron williams in quite a bit of leagues if he did hit ir was i gonna hang on to him i mean you know it's a long time to hold on to someone this time of the year for four weeks just to park him on your bench if you don't have an ir spot i suppose now he's not on ir so we definitely need to keep stashing him they definitely like kyron williams and he's played well so i would expect him to have a role when he comes back but 
eventually you got to start considering, you know, what's that roster spot worth if he misses too many weeks. So I hope he gets back soon. Um, the Rams don't play till four o'clock on Sunday. Uh, I do think it would be worth maybe before the game, pick up a Daryl Henderson or a, a Royce Freeman or a Miles Gaskin. Just like if you have someone in the one o'clock games who struggled, you're going to dump them anyway, depending on how your league works. Uh, maybe pick one up, see what happens. But I, I kind of think we're looking at a committee here. So uh, I, I would I would prioritize Zach Evans, but I think it's going to be a mess after that. Yep, I agree. All right. Another backfield that was giving us production and now is just ravaged by injuries. Uh, Detroit Lions, <laughs> David Montgomery is going to be out at least a week. Uh, Dan Campbell seemed kind of pessimistic. I don't know. I think it's going to be a multi-week thing for David Montgomery, but we'll see. Uh, Jameer Gibbs was limited in Wednesday's walkthrough. He may be coming back from his injury. Uh, looked like we were set up for Craig Reynolds to take over this backfield, uh, take over the workload and keep throwing awesome blocks like he did last week. Um, but he's even popped up on the injury report. He didn't practice on Wednesday with a toe hamstring situation. So um, th- this squad's pretty decimated at running back. I don't know what we're doing here, Drew. It's against the Ravens, tough matchup, but this is a team we want a running back on. Yeah, I mean, I guess Divine uh, Zigbo and Muhammad Ibrahim are still out there. Um, if you have a, a penny or two and you want to throw one at those two, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's it. I think Reynolds is the guy. I, I'm, I think we talk about veteran rest, but uh, as a, as a thing, I think it would make a sit in a situation here where for Reynolds to get one, especially considering yeah. we're looking at giving him a potentially heavy workload this coming weekend, it would make sense to give him a rest day. So um, I think it's one of these situations here where the coaching staff kind of likes the player in Reynolds more than the fantasy community. And I know we all want Jameer Gibbs to kind of sweep in and assume most are all of Montgomery's extensive workload. But if you're paying attention to what the head coach said about both of these guys only about a week or so ago, that seems very unlikely. Um, in fact, if you're um, not sure if Gibbs is even going to play on a snap count due to his nagging injury, even play at all. And I'm not really understanding why everyone's fading Reynolds so hard because of that. So I know he's a jag, um, honestly, but he's a jag on a, behind a very good offensive line on what's a top five NFL offense right now. So that's interesting to me. And I, I feel bad for those who plopped down dozens of fab dollars for Amari DiMercato last week when Reynolds could have been had for a fraction of as much this week or even for free last week. So, But I think, I think Reynolds has the ability to come in here and really kind of surprise people and put up a bigger week than most people think. Yeah, so keep an eye on the injury status. Drew has Craig Reynolds ranked RB29. Uh, Fantasy Pro's expert consensus rankings has that RB38. So Drew's pretty far ahead of him. I would tend to side with Drew on this one. I would note on the Lions, um, obviously a really great offense. Uh, They have nine rushing touchdowns on the year. That's the fourth most in the league. Uh, If you look at yards per attempt, though, they're like 18th. They have not been all that efficient of a rushing offense so far. That's not everything, yards per attempt. But I would say, like, we're kind of – we're probably chasing touchdowns here. So that that might swing you a little bit here if you're PPR league or standard. I think you're really hoping for a touchdown with Reynolds. But uh, this is a good offense to be chasing one in. So I don't mind rolling the dice there. Yeah, and and volume as well. I think I think and, and that's the thing with Montgomery. He gets volume, and that that role we saw it last year with Jamal Williams, who led the league in touchdowns last year in that very same role. So the touchdowns are are coming. They're going to come. I think it's just a function of the offense and how they like calling things in the in the red zone and what their coaching staff is comfortable doing. And uh, that's not Jameer, Jameer Gibbs' role. That's going to be what Craig Reynolds is going to jump into. So I think he's well positioned to score a touchdown. Um, I, I, I don't know what the odds are on that and what the Vegas has for it, but if, but if it's attractive, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to throwing a little bo- couple bones on it. But uh, we'll see. Um, but I, I th- I'm like I said, I, I'm a little bit higher than the consensus on on Reynolds, and I think I think with uh, with 
I think the logic behind that is sound. So. Yeah, and just to be clear, you do have Jameer Gibbs in the 20s as well. So it's not like we're right. saying not to play Jameer Gibbs here. He's mm-hmm. certainly got a lot of upside. Just uh, be realistic with his uh, right. with his output here. So especially coming off an injury. Okay, let's get on to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Roshan Johnson is still not practicing after missing last week with a concussion. I think that's a pretty big red flag on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We kind of thought he'd be back ready for this week. Obviously, Khalil Herbert is still out. Um, last week without both of them, uh, Deontay Foreman had 40 snaps, 15 carries, one target. Darrington Evans had 24 snaps, nine carries, one target. Uh, Bears play the Raiders this week, so not a bad matchup. So what do you think about this Bears backfield heading into week seven? Yeah, well, the the mispractice today and still not being cleared from the concussion protocol was unexpected, at least by me. I would have expected him to be cleared by now. So I'm kind of concerned and I kind of feel bad for recommending as my number one waiver wire added running back as recently as yesterday. So I did a Twitter space with uh, with Brandon Lane and Britt Flynn from Fantasy Alarm. Uh, and I went, I was on the record saying that he's my number one where you were at, even he was, but, uh, I, for running back, but, uh, I'm now I'm not so sure I expect him to be cleared between, uh, last night and today. And that did not happen. So I hope that he gets right soon. I'm not saying that as a guy with multiple shares I'm saying as a guy, as a human being, uh, it's always concerning when you see, uh, someone con- with having lingering concussion issues. So I hope he's okay. I hope he's close and hopefully he, he gets, he gets well and gets back on the field soon. Yep. For sure. Um, Raiders are allowing some rushing touchdowns, so not a bad spot for Deontay Foreman here. Darrington Evans, he's getting snaps. I, I think there's probably not enough upside with Roshan Johnson coming back and Cleo Herbert eventually. He's got a pretty short window here, but I suppose yeah. if you're in a real deep league, uh, maybe Darrington Evans is worth a, a pickup as a flex play. So really deep, though. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's check yeah, out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in some <laughs> dynasty leagues where it's pretty yeah, rough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's check in on the Dolphins' backfield, uh, our weekly check-in. Um, Mike McDaniel said that Jeff Wilson Jr. is, quote-unquote, ready to go. Uh, it actually sounded like he was ready to go last week, but they didn't want to use the roster spot on him uh, for yeah. active game days. So um, he didn't commit to whether he'd be active this week, um, but I would kind of think he is. There's been even more injuries in this backfield. It's down to Raheem Mostert, Salvin Ahmed, and Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, they're at Philly this week. What do you think? Uh, we just ride in Mostert at this part. Is that, uh, is that the only part we're riding here in this Dolphins uh, backfield? Yeah, I think it's Mostert for me, and I'm not really sure that I want to plug in a, a rotational back from this offense against the Philadelphia Eagles unless I really have no other option. They've been really tough against the run this this year. And I know Jalen Carter has didn't play this past week, uh, but Jordan Davis is actually stepping it up a little bit too. They still have Fletcher Cox in the middle. They've got a pretty solid off- a def- defensive line. So um, they're not infallible in any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a not a matchup that you want ideally for a guy coming off of an IR stint to, to walk right into that fire. So I'm going to be generally fading Jeff Wilson Jr. even if he is active, as long as uh, Raheem Mostert is a, is is the hot hand and ready to go in front of him. Yep, and Eagles actually have given up second fewest points to uh, fantasy running backs, so they have been a tough matchup. So okay. okay. Let's get on to Jamal Williams uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, limited practice, so it does look like he's nearing a return potentially Thursday night football against Jacksonville. I'm not sure there's a whole lot of room here left after Alvin Kamara, but I uh, just figured it was worth noting, Drew. Uh, Jamal Williams is on his way back. Yeah, well, he didn't look all that special in New Orleans here before he got hurt. I um, mean, obviously, we just talked about, you know, not even a couple of minutes ago about how he led the NFL in touchdowns last year, but we're not, I did, we haven't seen that guy yet in New Orleans. So he's a decent stash. Uh, but he's not somebody I'm looking to plug in this lineup uh, in a lineup this week if I can help it. Again, people coming right off IR, it's uh, not going to be uh, 
not the ideal time to start them. And while Jacksonville um, is nowhere near Philadelphia <laughs> in terms of the quality of that defense, um, you know, they're, they're still not, not total slackers. So, and then with, with Kamara, with Kamara still there with uh, Taysom Hill reminding us that he's still hanging around last week. Uh, there's, there's still people in the way Kendra Miller's still there. So I don't, I don't see the opportunity uh, necessarily there. I don't, I'm not convinced that the touchdown volume is going to be there when you have people like Taysom Hill looking to vulture them. Uh, so he's a kind of an avoid for me. I don't, I mind stashing him in deeper leagues, but I'm not looking to play him this week for sure. Yeah. I, I think you can leave him on waivers or drop him. Uh, I mean, well, I guess you wouldn't drop him now if you already yeah. had him. but yeah, I, I think we're kind of chasing touchdowns here. So right. um, that's probably the upside. This offense has not been very good either. So, nope. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Our next segment. Um, I was just kind of going through all these quarterback injuries, Drew, and I, I think maybe when you're setting your lineups, you can just ask yourself, uh, does your fantasy pass catcher have a healthy quarterback? And if the answer <laughs> is yes, then you should start that player. I, I think that's all we have to do right now this week. Just d- d- is the quarterback healthy? Okay, play him. So um, we're going to go through a list of quarterbacks that are injured. There are a lot. Um, and let's just kind of decide, are we avoiding these teams? What's going on here? So we're going to start with the Raiders. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo with his back injury didn't practice Wednesday. He's up in the air this week. It could be Brian Hoyer again against the Bears. Nice matchup, but Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. <laughs> with these Raiders pass catchers. Yeah, well, it's gross either way because it's either the Bears or it's Brian Hoyer. So, but it's I yeah. mean we're talking about Devontae Adams, uh, who's a, obviously an amazing talent and future Hall of Famer. And Jacoby Myers has actually been the one B, but uh, in, there's been plenty of weeks where he's been the one A, and I think he's had as many targets as as uh, Adams has this year. So. Both of those yeah. guys, to me, are still startable, but I think we can kiss high in production goodbye when we have Brian Hoyer under center. Not that Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, vintage Tom Brady or anything, but but he's he's still a capable uh, NFL quarterback. So I'm kind of interested to see what this means for Michael Meyer or Mayer. Uh, he's been uh, seeing a rise in his snap share of late the tight end position. So um, I'm not sure how, how Hoyer affects that. Uh, but I, I'm still rolling Adams and Jacob Jacoby Myers out there. I'm just kind of pumping the brakes on expectations for them. Yep. Next up is the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson is still not practicing with his shoulder injury. He actually said he's not sure he will fully recover in 2023. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, Drew. But uh, I guess we're avoiding all Browns other than the running backs right now. Like if P.J. Walker looked rough last week. I know they won that game, but he tried to throw that ball away multiple times against the 49ers. Yeah, well, Amari Cooper, we talked about what this means for the team. Amari Cooper actually flashed last week on a few plays. He reminded everybody that he's yeah. a good, talented receiver. And before we bury P.J. Walker, I'm glad you put up that they actually won the game. Uh, let's remember <laughs> he actually beat the San Francisco 49ers, a team that was, you know, uh, a quarterback or two away from, you know, making the Super Bowl last year, uh, at least in one game yeah. in particular. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but it was dreadful weather conditions there as well. So they had he had to face the 49ers defense and the weather uh, and then came out with a W against in a team that in a game that no one expected them to win. So I'm I'm kind of holding Cooper right now. I'm not that excited for you know a David and Joku resurgence or you know a renaissance from Elijah Moore or anything like that. I don't really see anyone else becoming relevant from a pass catching standpoint. Uh, and similar to you know what we said about Adams and Jacoby Myers above, I think we have to kind of you know forget about elite production. But I think it's I think Cooper's still start worthy as a you know. Um, flex or you know wide receiver three perhaps um but uh yeah he's still somebody you could put in the lineup but just you're not going to get what you expected when you drafted him at least for the time being 
Yep. Colts, middle of the pack, uh, allowing fantasy points. So not a great matchup, not a terrible mm-hmm. matchup. Um, right. Yeah, you could, you could start Cooper. You could start the running backs. Uh, I, I think that's that's what mm-hmm. I'm targeting, but um, they do have some talent there. So, okay. Daniel Jones, uh, neck injury was limited on Wednesday. He might play this week. I think I'm going to give him a week before I trust him in my lineup because his entire game depends on his rushing ability. So it's a really nice matchup against Washington. It's tempting when we get to these QB streamers later. Uh, It's rough out there this week, but I don't think I want to put Daniel Jones in my lineup. Even at a super flex, I'd I'd probably still hope I had someone healthier. 100%. Next. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Easy enough. All right, let's do this. All right. Trevor Lawrence, knee injury. He was limited on Wednesday. Um, he does seem set to play against the Saints on Thursday night football. Is it, do you have any thought of trying to find a replacement for Trevor Lawrence this week? It's injury on a short week. Like, just these Thursday night games are messy anyway. Like, what do you think about Lawrence? Yeah, I'm with you 100% in that thought process, and I'm actually doing it. So it really depends on who's <laughs> out there in waivers, who's on your bench. So I saw Matt Stafford sitting out there in a the league, and he's over 50% owned, so it was kind of nice to, for him to still be out there. So I ended yeah. up picking him up. I, I draft. I think I had CJ uh, Stroud. So I, with him being him in a buy, I just traded him for Matthew Stafford, basically from the wire. Um, and so now I'm putting Stafford in there and sitting Trevor Lawrence. Like you said, Thursday nights are often letdowns anyway. He's got a he's a short week injury. Uh, just kind of staying away from it. Why why do that if you can put a guy like Matthew Stafford out there? So if you can find a guy with a pulse out there, maybe a Sam Howell, perhaps I might even start this week over Trevor Lawrence. That's that's, that's I'm not trying to knock Trevor. But uh, Sam Howell's been pretty productive this year. So um, I, I feel comfortable starting Sam Howell uh, over Trevor Lawrence this week as well. There's probably – my point is there's probably good two or three people out there that you can consider over Trevor Lawrence this week. Yeah, Drew's got him down right now uh, at QB 17. Um, that sounds really low. ECR has him yeah. at QB 14, though. So it's not like you're too, too far out of line. So uh, we've got him as not a QB 1 this week. Obviously, right. uh, injury news turns, uh, maybe it works, but we're, we're almost to kick off already. So uh, keep an eye on Lawrence for sure. All right. Justin Fields, uh, for now, is foregoing thumb surgery. Uh, they haven't even ruled him out for this week, I don't think, but it sure seems like he's going to be out multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're moving on from Justin Fields. So what does this mean for this Bears offense? Ew. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's a... I don't, I can't think of nice words. So I, <clears throat> like I'm out really. I, I hate this for DJ Moore. Uh, I'm, there's not, there's not a whole lot there. That's I'm trying to find any positive and any silver lining here whatsoever. I can't, I can't think of one. I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe they'll check down to the running backs more. Maybe that means we can expect a little bit more out of the running backs, but Oh wait, we have Khalil Herbert on IR. We don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Roshan Johnson. So, I mean, are we, we're we gonna get excited over Deonta Foreman. Is that what we're doing here? Maybe for a week. I don't know. So I think yeah. Foreman's definitely start worthy. Um, I think you. I think if you have more, you're probably um, you're still gonna start him. Uh, probably most likely, probably don't have a whole lot of better options. Um, but man, it's it's a shame because those two were Fields and Moore were just starting to click, um, and for him to go down like that, it's it's rough. Yeah, I mean, at quarterback, we're looking at either Tyson Bajan or uh, I think Peterman, right? Isn't Peterman there? I, it's, it's rough, the options. So um, Nathan Peterman. So I don't know. It, it's tough in Chicago. Yeah. I, we'll we'll get to DJ yeah. Moore later. I've got a sit-start question with DJ Moore in it. So we'll get to him later. But um, it's, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's sorry, Bears fans. That's all I can say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm with uh, with uh, Miko Hardman coming home, and uh, you got Daryl Daryl Henderson coming back. I'm kind of waiting for Smoke and Jay Cutler to make an appearance in Chicago this weekend. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. So. Hey, at least entertain the fans in the process. So I'm I'm completely <laughs> in for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, some more sad news. Anthony Richardson officially out for the season with shoulder surgery. So that is a bummer. He showed a lot of flashes this year, but um, it's a concern that he's been hurt, what, three or four times already this season? Yeah. Poor one out for Colts fans. Uh, this is really a shame. So um, he was really making uh, believers out of doubters uh, before going down. So I think Minshew probably raises, get Gardner Minshew coming in, probably raises the ceiling for Jonathan Taylor down the stretch. Michael Pittman had a 100-yard day. Um, you know, it's pot. We had, uh, we saw Joshua Downs a week, two weeks, a week or two ago, have a, have a nice day. So I don't think all hope is lost here for the Colts offense. Uh, I don't know that consistency is going to be something that we're going to find on that offense. Uh, but this is not as much of a death knell to the fantasy prospects of Colts players, uh, as it is to some of the other quarterback injuries listed above. We just talked about, uh, you know, the bears in particular, um, and the Jaguars, if Trevor Lawrence can't go, uh, that definitely in a big way, to me, lowers their profiles. And uh, so not to the point where, I'm, where I, I may actually sit some of them. So we'll see. Yeah, Colts offense seems pretty well put together and they can run the ball. So, yeah, I would agree. There's a decent infrastructure here for uh, the, the rest of the players with Richardson out. So, all right. Finally, um, Kyler Murray has returned to practice and uh, the Cardinals have activated his three-week period where uh, they got three weeks to let him practice and then they can activate him to the roster. Um, the plan, they say, is for him to practice this week and next with a potential return next week, depending on how it goes. I kind of maybe think I want to stash him in some leagues if I need quarterback help or particularly quarterback upside. Uh, but I, I think I want to wait till after this weekend, Drew. I, I don't want to sit him on my bench for two weeks. Maybe it gets delayed a third week. Then he struggles for a week. Like I, I think I want to wait through this weekend and then reconsider adding Kyler Murray. Well, I have some words to say, but since this is a family show, I'm just going <laughs> to say that I feel like it feels to me like they're rushing him back. I think it's aggressive. I think it's borderline reckless on the part of a one in five Cardinals team to do that if they still view him as their franchise quarterback. And they also think it's kind of dumb if they don't view him as their franchise quarterback because the only team ahead of them right now in the Caitlin Williams sweepstakes is the winless Carolina Panthers, who's only one win uh, worse off than the Cardinals are. So for, uh, I think a lot of his fantasy value on top of that. Kyler Murray's is tied to his ability to run and create on the yeah. run. Um, so from a fantasy perspective, he's, he's, he's padding your stat sheets with, uh, you know, you know, some 30, 40, 50 plus yard running running games. Uh, also the ability to just kind of get out and create on the fly allows him to throw the ball downfield and kind of, we've seen that time and time again, it feels like that's going to happen a lot less than before in this situation, coming back from major knee surgery, at least at the outset, um, at least for the first several games. So it just kind of feels like there's more reason for me to hate this development as a fantasy football uh, owner than, than it is to, than there is for me to love it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would just say if you're the team and Kyler Murray's been cleared by doctors and he wants to play, which all professional athletes do, I'm sure. sure. I don't know that you can really hold him back a whole lot. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm curious just because the Cliff Kingsbury – tenure was pretty much a disaster uh that offense started out hot but it didn't seem to be well constructed and i don't know with joshua dobbs they've had an interesting offense considering the lack of talent so i i get all the reasons you're hating on this i am curious though we probably won't see it this year i don't know if we're gonna get the old kyler murray back this year but i would be curious what he looks like in this offense maybe with a little bit more reinforcements next year so maybe this is more of a dynasty thing i don't know i'm yeah. just I kind of want a comparison to the Cliff Kingsbury offense. That's what I'm looking for here. 
Yeah, and then, and you you put you kind of alluded to it just now too that well, who he's going to throw to? I mean, we we have like the, I guess the anim, the the animated remnants of Zach Ertz is getting you know eight to ten <laughs> targets. Uh, we have Hollywood Brown out there get you know I know under Greg Dortch he's getting you know you know eight to ten targets and he's like for what was it like eight to ten catches and like fifty yards and maybe a touchdown here yeah. or there. But there's no real stars right now, no real standouts, no real uh, absolute studs on that offense ever since they traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins away. So that there's not a whole lot of whole high profile uh, talent uh, options, especially with James Conner on the IR, uh, to make me really excited about what Kyler Murray's walking or limping himself into. So, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if we're going to see ten carry games from him out of the gate, so there's probably not a lot of upside here. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how it develops and maybe kind of uh, let someone else pick him up, let them drop yeah. him first, maybe show some upside later <laughs> in the season. So, sure, uh, but definitely definitely intrigued there. Okay, yeah, I can well, see that. I can see, yeah, I can see them him having a couple of games down the stretch, like towards like for fantasy playoff come turns turn comes around. If you have deep league, it's certainly okay to yeah. stash him. But I just, just I would just really pump the brakes on expectations in a big way. For sure. Yeah. Well, there's more news we could talk about. Um, a lot of it we're just kind of hoping is uh, veteran rest days on Wednesdays. Yeah. So um, let's 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 move on to the rankings here. Um, we're gonna go through some. Briefly, here are some players that Drew is higher on and lower on than consensus. We're going to start at the running back position. Um, let's start out with uh, the Ravens running backs against the Lions this week. Uh, Drew, you're a little bit higher on both Gus Edwards and Justice Hill than expert consensus. Uh, Gus Edwards, RB23. Justice Hill, RB30. Uh, that's about five spots ahead on both of them. So it's a rough week. Um, I, I think they're back-end RB2 flex plays this week. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Ravens running backs here? Yeah, what's well, not a cakewalk of a matchup by any stretch of imagination is the Baltimore Ravens defense is definitely no pushovers for sure. So, but this is the bipocalypse. There's a ton of teams on by. We just talked about how many injuries there are. So, given the dearth of options here, I think it's fair to kind of look at them at that by, from a default perspective. I'm not expecting, you know, what what you would typically get out of production from an RB two, but I just kind of feel like they're just going to finish in that general area of 23 to 30. Uh, so, you know, 24 to 30, somewhere in that ballpark. So I think Edwards, Edwards is going to get carries. He's going to get looks. He's probably going to get 12 to 15 carries. I think Hill's going to get pro- a good amount of touches as well. He'll probably get eight to 10 carries and maybe four to six targets. Um, and uh, he'll catch most of those. So I think both of them offer some fantasy utility uh, in a situation where it's hard to find production uh, or even consistent volume at this at these at this position, I think they're both worth plugging in there as kind of as flex options, maybe even emergency running back twos. Yeah, I mean Gus Edwards has been racking up forty plus yards every week, getting uh, ten plus carries. He, he's only got one rushing touchdown. Uh, definitely yeah. could see that normalize a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week, Gus Edwards forty four snaps, Justice Hill twenty seven. So they're both seeing a pretty good share. Uh, but like you said, the Lions defense. I mean, they are improved this year. It's it's yeah. not the old Lions defense we're quite used to. So, uh, but yeah, this week though, they're playing, they're in a, 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 an offense that has a pulse. Um, it's, it's probably worth a start here. So uh, I agree. Don't go out of your way to get Gus Edwards in your lineup, but uh, there are a lot worse options for sure. So, yeah. Okay. Let's get to some players you were lower on. We're going to stick to a whole backfield here again. And I think in general, uh, Broncos running backs against the Packers, you're lower on. I know you're lower on Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh, ECR has an RB26, which seems awfully high. You have him at RB37. I'm not sure if you're low on the rest of the Broncos, but I have a feeling you are here, Drew. Yeah, I don't feel like I can trust this backfield at all. So I'm generally avoiding it where possible. So you look at some of the utilization rates, but 
McLaughlin, I think he played 21 snaps, two targets, seven carries. Javante Williams had 18 snaps, 10 carries. Uh, Samaji Pirine, who was supposed to be somebody of significance this year for fantasy owners, has only nine snaps and two targets. I don't, I don't think he had a run, even a single rushing attempt. So I just don't feel like I can trust this backfield at all. I'm kind of avoiding it where possible. I can get behind flexing McLaughlin, though, in this matchup against the Packers because the Packers are fairly uh, generous to running backs. Um, he does. He is the most explosive player of these three, at least at the moment. Um, I might actually have to start him at running back two and Scott Fishbowl behind DeAndre Swift because uh, I have Nick Chubb, who's out for the season. I have Tony Pollard on by and Roshan Johnson, who's still a question mark. Nick Chubb, uh, what could have been? So <laughs> I think <laughs> Chubb and Pollard and that's just I was feeling pretty good. And, and Swift, I was feeling so good about this a few weeks ago. And here we are. Yeah. So but yeah, now I'm looking at, oh, Jaleel McLaughlin, maybe I'll play him. So that's kind of that's what we've come to. <laughs> and and I, I think that's where we are, too, from the fan from the in regular leagues, too, if you're. You know, okay, maybe I'll start Jaleel McLaughlin. He's why not? Maybe he'll maybe he'll bounce off a big run like he did, you know, a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think 30s, mid 30s uh, is probably a safe place for where we can look at him and from a rankings perspective. I think I can I can I can get behind him as an emergency flex and uh, man, just by apocalypse, you might have to put him in as a running back too in certain situations, and I guess you could do worse. Yeah, I mean, the stats support most of what you just said there. Uh, Packers have given up the fifth most points to uh, opposing fantasy running backs. And then the Broncos running game actually, like yards per attempt wise, they're fourth in the league. Uh, the problem mm-hmm. is they're getting beat by everybody and they don't get to rush the ball <laughs> hardly at all. They're, uh, you know, bottom eight maybe in attempts. So uh, they're just not getting to run it a lot. But yeah, McLaughlin could pop one. It's a decent enough matchup. But I agree. I don't think any running back is going to end up with a workload if they're all healthy that uh, makes this a backfield that I'm very excited in here. So unfortunate. Uh, maybe they'll turn this offense around throughout the rest of the season, but I'm, I'm kind of right. fading all these guys as well. So, right. All right. Let's get to a discord question of the day uh, for the running back position. Um, Mike Perigini, uh, he gave us a doozy here, Drew. We got a lot of names here and we need to pick mm-hmm. two of these guys to start. So we've got the uh, aforementioned Jaleel McLaughlin against the Packers, Royce Freeman, versus the Steelers, Jordan Mason at Minnesota, Latavius Murray at New England, Damian Williams at Seattle, or Zach Charbonnet versus Arizona, who was one of the ones who popped up on the injury report today. So um, yeah. this kind of feels like a who's who of waiver wires right now. You need to start a couple of these guys. Who are you looking at, Drew? Well, happy, happy to help out a good paisan from the Discord here. So um, <laughs> just now that, now that we just threw some shade at the Broncos and McLaughlin, it kind of feels wrong to recommend him here, but I kind of feel like it's the right move to do that, this crowd. So I think Mason, yeah. if, he, if CMC sits, is probably the best play of anyone in here. Uh, and then Latavius Murray, if CMC uh, sits uh, or CFC does play, I think is, is somebody that we can start. Um, so I think, I think you're, you're narrowing it down to three players here. That's, and that is Jordan Mason, Latavius Murray and Julio McLaughlin. So I think, I think Mason, if, like I said, if CMC sits, he's your number one, if CMC plays, I really want no parts of Mason. And to me, then it defaults to, uh, Latavius Murray and McLaughlin. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, McLaughlin for sure. Latavius Murray has not been bad. He played 30 snaps to James Cook's 30 snaps last week. He doesn't look completely washed. He had 12 carries. The problem with Murray, he's not going to get you any receptions. Uh, You're maybe going to get a lot of touchdowns stolen. But, yeah, I I think Murray at least has a pulse, and I would not be super opposed to playing him. I might have tried to talk you into Zach Charbonnet home against the Cardinals. Um, He's got a hamstring now. I'd I'd keep an eye on that. I'd probably still go Murray, but – 
I don't know. You could see the, the Seahawks getting up on the Cardinals and giving Charbonnet some work. But yeah, I, I agree with your uh, uh, McLaughlin, Latavius Murray. Those would be my priorities. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Murray as well with uh, the fact that Damian Harris, of course, left the game in an ambulance. Uh, thankfully, yeah. he's okay. He has a neck sprain. But I think the, the odds of him playing, I think, are pretty low this week, which probably gives a slight bump to Murray as well. I thought it was interesting that there's a report that uh, uh, Leonard Fournette was visiting the Bills. And then uh, yeah. slightly after that, there was a report that there was lots of interest in Leonard Fournette, but he not signed with a team. I was like, okay, I yeah. think that's the agent putting out some uh, information there. <laughs> he st- still yes. did not sign with anyone. So, Okay, let's get on to wide receiver here. A um, couple of players Drew is higher on. Uh, we're going to start out with uh, Christian Watson, Packers wide receiver. Uh, Drew has him wide receiver, 17. Um, ECR has him uh, 25. Uh, plays the Broncos this week. What do you think about Christian Watson? Well, I'm probably too high on him here at wide receiver 17, to be fair. I mean, part of that might be just I just have a I'm a believer in Christian Watson, just like uh, Ryan Heath before me here. So uh, uh, both of us were very high on Watson. So I was high on him on draft day, uh, 2022. I was I was I was thinking they might draft him in the first round. And when uh, and I think I was with uh, was with. Uh, Sammy, I went out there with our good guy Sammy out there, and I was like, "Why? Why do they draft Quay Walker when they could have had Christian Watson?" And lo and behold, Quay Walker is turning into a player, and then they end up getting Christian Watson anyway. So, what, what do I know? So, but uh, I'm probably. Like, but uh, I, I, that being said, uh, Watson's had some pretty impressive uh, showing so far early in his career. Um, that Denver defense is vulnerable for sure. I do smell blood in the water with it, and I think a two-touchdown game here wouldn't surprise me. But to be fair, neither would an in, in injury aggravation in the second quarter of a hamstring. So that's what that's where I think that's what we're getting with Christian Watson here. We don't really know. It could be amazing. Uh, it could be an absolute dud. Uh, but uh, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit more leaning to the optimistic side just because he's coming off of a bye week and has had plenty of time to kind of rest and get right. So I, I would pay close attention to the reports that come out. If, well, if I'm seeing reports that say he's a full go, he's 100%, he looked great, um, then I'm sticking with 17. If, I, if I'm getting any kind of a you – know, he might be on a pitch count or we're, we're, we're not quite sure, what this, then I'm dropping him. So uh, that, that could be in line with ECR, maybe even a little lower. But that's, it's, I think the coming reports in the next coming days are going to be critical as to where we, where we end up on Christian Watson. But for now, I see every reason to be positive. Yep. And I mean, the early week report does say he's off the injury report. So we'll see after a couple of practices yep. if that remains true. Yep. But um, yep, uh, we're at the point where there's it's it's getting thin with buys and injuries. The upside is is very much worth chasing. So yep. he, he's going to give you some duds, but uh, he's also going to get two or three deep shots that could pay off. So yeah, he could uh, win you okay. a week. Honestly, that's kind of where I'm at. He yeah. he he has potential to come in here against that Denver defense and absolutely blow it out of the water and just win you a week single handedly. And that's that's kind of where why I have him where I do. Yep. All right. Next up is the. Talented rookie, uh, Jordan Addison for the Vikings. Uh, Drew has him uh, wide receiver 25. ECR has him wide receiver 29. So four spots higher playing San Francisco this week. I just want to check in on Addison and then kind of just the Vikings without uh, Justin Jefferson so far. Let's see what your thoughts are on these pass catchers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's scary to think about Kirk Cousins, uh, number one, without Justin Jefferson and number two in a, in a primetime game. <laughs> so I, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of uh, like, you know, staring at an alligator with an open mouth here, putting him at 25 above consensus. But I think this is more of a, a byproduct of a bipocalypse than anything else here, uh, given the matchup. But I do expect Cousins to have at least had some garbage time in this primetime special here. And I expect Addison to be the prime beneficiary of that. 
Yeah, he he ran as many routes, got as many targets as K.J. Osborne last week. So uh, he was very much featured. We're still kind of waiting on the complete breakout for Jordan Addison, but he does have four touchdowns through six weeks. So, yeah, I would feel pretty confident to keep rolling him out. I know San Francisco, it's a tough matchup, but uh, you can only only do so much this week. So I would definitely play Addison, and uh, hopefully he keeps growing, and it's still early in his rookie year. So hopefully that 100-yard touchdown game is coming soon. Yeah. Okay. Some receivers that Drew is lower on uh, compared to expert consensus. Uh, We're going to start out with George Pickens here for the Steelers. ECR has him wide receiver 27. Drew has him wide receiver 31. Uh, Four spot difference at the Rams. What are your thoughts on Pickens this week? Well, I I had that big blow up game. I guess it was in Baltimore. I think he had a a pretty big game. Uh, And I I don't know. I want to believe in Pickens. I like the talent. I really do. I just it's that offense. So De- Deontay Johnson's likely return is, is coming up here. So that would normally make me actually kind of react in a in a positive way and from a rising tide lift all boats perspective. But again, I don't really believe in this offense until they give me reason to do that. So I think it's quite quite possible that Johnson's return could have a negative impact on Pickens and his target volume. So we'll kind of have to see how it goes. So I, I have a, I'm a little lower in the consensus, only like three or four spots, I think. Um, so I think consensus basically looks at him as a high end wide receiver three, and I'm looking at it as like a mid wide receiver three. So I think either way you're starting him. Um, I'm just interested to see what's how the, how the return of Johnson is going to going to really kind of affect things here because it could be really good for him. He's he could be getting some more favorable matchups and just absolutely blow it out of the water like he did against Baltimore, uh, or he it might be a situation where you know. Pickens decides, oh, oh, good, Deontay Johnson's back, and I'm going to start peppering him with for targets, and Pickens is the odd man out. So, And we'll see. Firemuth coming back healthy could also impact Pickens as well. Yeah, and I mean, this Rams defense, actually, they've given up the third fewest fantasy points to receivers. Uh, I mean, they've played Seattle, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Philadelphia. They've played some good teams. So this Rams defense, surprisingly, has uh, not been a pushover this year. So I, you know, you've got him at 31. That's still wide receiver three range. I'm probably still playing him in most rosters, but I do think as much as this offense has struggled, uh, Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth coming back could really cut into his work. So we'll see. Hopefully he can push them to the side, but um, Johnson has demanded targets throughout his entire career. So I don't know if that's going to change just yet. Um, So next up, we have Josh Reynolds, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Drew has him wide receiver 48. Uh, Expert consensus has him wide receiver 43. I think this is maybe one of those players that someone might be looking at in a flex spot, Um, uh, maybe even wide receiver three spot if their roster is in tough shape. So uh, why are you lower on Josh Reynolds against the Ravens defense? Well, with Josh Reynolds, uh, I mean, he's a guy that when um, Amon Ross St. Brown was out and Laporta was hurt, he was the guy I was kind of looking at, but I think the situation's changed now. So uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is back. Laporte is back. He's not 100% yet, but he's still getting tons. He had 11 targets last week. So uh, given that matchup and how that how those targets are being dished out, I just kind of feel like there's probably options I like more than Josh Reynolds, even in this bipocalypse situation we got going on here. Yeah, I mean, last week we saw Amon Ross St. Brown get 14 targets. Reynolds got three. Um, you know, he he can make some plays downfield, so he's kind of been skating by on that a little bit. Uh, he'll get you about 60 yards in a lot of these games. But, uh, yeah, I tend to agree. I think there are too many mouths to feed there, and I don't think he's a, a special enough player. So uh, just looking at some of the players, like you've got ahead of him, you might you might still be rolling out like Tutu Atwell at this point in the season or Rashid Shaheed or Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like those are some of the names. Wandale Robinson, those are some of the players that you like more than uh, Reynolds right now, right? 
Oh yeah, I mean Jackson Smith and Jigba and, and, and people say, "Well, what's he, what's he done?" And he's you know, but he's he has to use a seventy-two percent snap count this past week in week six, which was by far his largest of the season. So he got a pretty big jump there, which is encouraging to see. He only played four fewer snaps than Tyler Lockett, so he's getting on the field, uh, which tells me that the coaching staff is more comfortable with him and where he is in the offense and knowing where he's supposed to be on the field at all times and understanding the, his different assignments. So I, I kind of feel like that it's coming for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, so I would definitely rather start him over Josh Reynolds. We all know what kind of talent he is. He's a first-round talent. He was the undisputed wide receiver one in this class coming into the year. Uh, people were kind of falling all over themselves to talk about how great this guy was back in February and March. So um, you have the opportunity here for him to have a breakout game. I think it's more likely that that happens than it is for Josh Reynolds to to kind of come in here and blow it away for us, especially with as the third option in the, at best in that offense. Yeah, and both Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf have popped up on the injury report this week. Not sure how serious it is, but um, yeah, JSN could get some more work there for sure. Yeah. So, okay, let's get to a Discord sit start. Um, we didn't have one for wide receivers really this week. It was a lot of running back questions. So uh, I stole one from one of my dynasty teams. I know on the surface, this is going to sound like um, – these are really good names, and I'm uh, crying about a really good situation here. But uh, the injuries at quarterback have made this a little trickier. So I have to sit one of these players, Drew. Uh, DJ Moore with uh, no Justin Fields against the Raiders. Devontae Adams at Chicago with no Jimmy Garoppolo. And then Brandon Ayuk against the Vikings. Chris Godwin against the Falcons. Uh, I'm not exactly dealing with a uh, top-notch group of quarterbacks for these guys. So if I had to sit one of them, who would you be sitting? Well, I'm definitely starting Ayuk for sure. That's the no-brainer yeah. for me out of this group. And I think I think Devontae Adams is a safe start as well, no matter who the quarterback is. I think he's yeah. going to get his. I think minimally you're going to get, you know, seven or eight, uh, you know, six to eight catches from him uh, and probably anywhere from, you know, 50, 60 yards to upwards of, you know, 80 or 90, depending on the situation and how he's used. So I think I think you're safe. I think you have a high enough floor with Adams. Uh, and Ayuk, I think, still has ceiling. Uh, as well as floor uh, with with Samuel out as well. So to me, it comes down to who would you rather start? Would you rather start Chris Godwin uh, in Atlanta and uh, against Atlanta and uh, uh, in a situation where the Desmond Ritter has actually been throwing the ball a little bit more, um, and maybe it's maybe the game script there might be different than what we think, and maybe the there might be more plays run in that game than we think, uh, or you're looking at DJ Moore against the Raiders uh, in that pass rush led by Max Crosby, and then you've got uh, you know. Like, you know, we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. We think it's going to be Tyson Badgen, I guess. Uh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> to me, that's 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 where I'm at. I, I just I, I don't feel as good about DJ Moore's situation as I deal about Chris Godwin. So I'm, as much as it pains me to say it, I probably want to sit DJ Moore. Yeah, as soon as you start going through that, and I pictured what that Bears. Raiders game is going to look like <laughs> that feels like an awfully slow paced game uh a lot of running uh not a lot of possessions maybe um just a lot of ugly yeah. play so yeah I, I yeah I agree with that I think DJ Moore is the one to sit here uh Baker is not great but he has at least been a competent quarterback for Chris Godwin so okay yeah. I feel better dude I, I feel better <laughs> about this decision I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead I had uh, Godwin on the bench but uh, I'm gonna put uh, hit him in for more. So thank you for that. Um, okay. Before we move on to the streamers, uh, any wide receivers, any running backs that we didn't get to that you just kind of wanted to hit before we move on? Um, well, we talked before about Roshan. Uh, we talked about Craig Reynolds. We talked about Zach Evans, uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, I think kind of burst on the scene a little bit this past week. 
So he got pretty significant run, um, and and he I guess had thirty seven percent snap share. Um, so he's closing in on Jerome Ford, who had a fifty percent snap share. So um, that's I'm not I don't think it's an even split just yet, but he's definitely playing in, himself into a role. Scored a touchdown. It was kind of a little bit of a freak play. So it was a situation where Harrison Bryant, tight end, lined up at quarterback, uh, kind of like a wildcat kind of situation inside the five yard line where people I think expected him to just kind of run up the gut, like kind of tush push style. And he ended up instead kind of pitching it out to hunt who took it around in for the touchdown. So um, that was pretty cool. Um, it was a cool play. It was cool to see him in there. He looked, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty fairly explosive uh, in a, in a game in which the weather was atrocious and against the 49 the strong 49ers defense. So he's someone that might be interesting to me if he's still hanging around. Um, AJ Dillon against that Broncos defense is available in about a third of leagues. Uh, I'm not really, as excited about AJ Dillon, but this is the situation. Um, and then maybe another receiver we didn't talk about was Rasheed Rice. Um, he was among the uh, targets per route run leaders, top 10 in the NFL. It's just his utilization has been low. So I think Rice has definitely earned, and he did it again this past week. He's, I think he's earning himself more and more time. I think it's a matter of time before we really kind of see him kind of getting uh, a significantly larger snap share. Uh, sorry, Nicole Hardman, what you're walking into, but I don't think this really affects Rasheed Rice too much. So uh, those are guys. And Rasheed Shahid also saw a pretty big jump in snap share, 76% last week. So uh, he had he ended, up at, he ended up a wide receiver one. He was one of the top receivers in football last week. Um, and uh, this we've all been kind of clamoring for him to get involved more. I do worry a little bit about the fact that Derek Carr is in the injury re- re- uh, report here. He's got a chest injury. Um, yeah. Brandon Lane, who I do a Twitter space with, lives in New Orleans. And he's saying, listen, we need to pump the brakes on Carr. I know what the media is saying, and they're excited about him this week, but he's not healthy. He doesn't look great. Um, so kind of level set expectations a little bit. So um, I kind of want to be more excited for Shahid, uh, but I'm kind of as much as uh, much as I really like him and his talent, um, like part of me kind of wants Carr to sit and then let Jameis Winston get out there. Because <laughs> I think I think Jameis Winston's capable enough as a backup quarterback to to you know to get to chuck it down there to, to Shahid and take advantage of that situation and. Uh, so I think it might be actually good for them to kind of rest car, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So, yeah, those are some guys, some just a few names. We talked about the uh, other ones uh, that I had on my list uh, for the most part. Um, but, yeah, those, that's kind of where we're at with the uh, running back and receiver. You've uh, joined the Jameis Winston Hive. There, There's a lot of you out there. I think you get a, a membership card for that. So uh, that'll be in the mail for you shortly. So it uh, seems to be fun. I've never quite been there. But uh, yeah, maybe at this point, I'll, I would agree that uh, injured Derek Carr is uh, possibly a downgrade from Jameis Winston. So we'll right. see what happens there. Okay, let's get on to quarterback streamers. Uh, as always, check out Benjamin Haller's uh, good piece on the website. They'll go through the streamers for you. Uh, we're going to look at players under 60% rostered here. By my count, in Yahoo Leagues, there are 18 quarterbacks that are 60% or more rostered. So um, about yeah. half the league is, is, has probably got a backup. So the, it's slim pickings this week, um, but some of the ones we're looking at, Sam Howell at the Giants, uh, 55%. Baker Mayfield versus the Falcons, 28%. Derek Carr versus Jacksonville, 32%. Russell Wilson versus the Packers, 52%. Daniel Jones versus Washington, 44%. Any of those you like? Any names I left off here? Uh, what do you think of quarterback? Well, Howell for me. How, he was the quarterback six last week, and he plays the New York Giants this week, who were an absolute dumpster fire. So I think I think Sam Howell's got to be the number one. Of that list, is probably my number one. So two other guys who are a little bit more owned than 50%. But are still available in a ton of leagues. Uh, Jordan Love is six, is sixty five percent owned. That means he's available in a little bit more of a third of leagues. 
Um, so he plays the Denver Broncos defense. So coming off of a bye, uh, he's got a well-rested group of groups. So uh, Aaron Jones might actually be somewhat healthy. We'll have to see. I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, but Christian Watson should be playing. Um, he'll have Romeo Dubs as well. So he'll have some. He'll have enough firepower, I think, to really kind of exploit that a terrible Denver defense. So also as Matthew Stafford talked about earlier. I, I picked him up in a league, uh, and I'm sitting Trevor Lawrence for him. So if he's out there in a league, I think uh, in your league, I think I would strongly consider adding him for sure. Yeah, it's tough out there. Not a lot of healthy quarterbacks. And I mean, Baker Baker Mayfield home against Atlanta actually doesn't look too yeah, bad. So not at, all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. at least Sam Howell, yeah, he'll, he'll, they'll probably let him sling it. So um, that's, that's an advantage with him. So yeah, I think probably Baker or Sam. I, I'd love to say Derek Carr versus Jacksonville, but just like you mentioned, he doesn't look healthy. So I would I would wait on him. I would wait on Daniel Jones. They're just, they're not healthy right now. I know this sounds like a hot take, but Baker Mayfield, um, is not, is somebody that I'm definitely not avoiding going forward. So the, the, uh, Rashad white has not been that great. He's had a couple, he had a great game against the bears. Okay. But I mean, he, he's not, they can't, their offensive line is not terrific there. They're, they're not really uh, great at running the football there. Uh, they're going to have some game scripts as well when they're playing, especially outside the division where they're going to have to throw. And frankly, he's got Mike Evans and he's got uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, he's got some talented players to throw to. So you could definitely do a lot worse than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and I mean, Atlanta's been decent against quarterbacks, but I mean, they have so far faced Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Stroud, and then Howell. It hasn't been exactly a murderer's row here. So yeah, I don't mind Bayfield. Should get a couple touchdowns out of them. They'll they'll put up some points here. So Okay, let's go to tight end. Uh, Streaming options under 60% rostered on Yahoo. It's rough at tight end, as always. Uh, David Njoku at Indianapolis. Uh, Luke Musgrave at Denver, Michael Mayer at Chicago, Gerald Everett at Kansas City, uh, Pat Fryermuth at the uh, Rams. Uh, he actually got in a full practice today, um, so he's on his way back. I just would remind people on Pat Fryermuth that he had 53 yards receiving combined through four games, so <laughs> maybe name value, he's not quite there. Um, anyone I left off, like what are you looking at on tight end here? Yeah, that's uh, that's a head scratcher for Frymouth. So we just talked. That's an, uh, just another proof positive of the indictment of that uh, Steelers offense about uh, in general. Yeah. So Injoku, uh, I'm I'm not. I know he's probably the most owned of this bunch, but I actually like Luke Musgrave more. Musgrave is, I believe, 25 percent owned, which seems low to me because he's. I know he's a rookie tight end and not supposed to do anything, but he's getting volume. Um, yeah, and that's all you, that's what you can ask. That's what you want. This position is volume and he's doing it. And he's had some near misses too with Jordan love. So they've taken shots down the field with him. So I, I remember watching the saints game, uh, and they had a shot right down the middle of the field to him, like just right down the seam, just overthrown by, by a, a few hairs. So he makes that play and he has a game for the, uh, the, an eye popping game, uh, with a, with a long touchdown in it. So, um, and he's, he's already on the radar as it is. So, um, he's my number one, uh, potentially streaming option of, of this bunch. Uh, number two is not on this list and that's Logan Thomas. I know he had a stinker last week. I know it was awful, but he's been a fixture for this, for this offense for most of the season so far. Uh, and he, again, they play the New York giants. So I, I, I like the, the, the potential here for a bounce back. So we just talked about, um, uh, about Sam Howell and Thomas has been one of his favorite targets for the, for most of this year. So he's somebody that's on my radar. Gerald Everett is on our list here. He's interesting to me uh, with big Mike Williams out Parham 
not Donald Parham not exactly being a hundred percent picture healthy either. So I yeah. think he had a touchdown and a, he only had three catches or so and a touchdown. But um, the fact that he got he did get a touchdown um, to me is, is interesting. And he's he's fast. He's sure-handed. Uh, he's a good route runner, and he's going to create mismatches. I think it's a matter of time before they just kind of figure out, oh, wow, we can use Gerald Everett, and that's going to help us win football games. So I think I think his day, best days are, this year are coming. Uh, and then uh, also John Smith, not listed. Um, I kind of feel like he's the rich man's Nicole Hardman, or excuse me, the rich man's Michael Pruitt, sorry, uh, in yeah. that offense. So uh, it is rich man's Michael Pruitt and that he's, you know, just kind of coming in there and getting the targets that we wish went to Kyle Pitts. So Pitts is getting more love now, which is good to see the last few weeks. So, uh, but Smith's still hanging around and still fantasy relevant. So as long as he's getting the football and as long as he's finding the end zone, which he's doing both of those things, then he's somebody we can't ignore at a, at a position that's pretty, pretty weak. So, um, that's pretty much it with everybody else, everybody else we've just talked about. So Michael Mayer, we mentioned before, his snap count in, has increased. So he's somebody that I'm watching as well, especially against the Bears. Yeah, I was going to mention Michael Mayer. If it wasn't for the backup quarterback situation, um, I would be on him. Yeah. I just kind of would pull your quarterback. It's a little rough, but he's playing all the two tight end sets. And last week he started playing in the one tight end sets a little more, 11 personnel, yeah. and he started throwing the ball a lot. So, yeah, I, I kind of like taking shots on these rookies. I know usually we hate rookie tight ends, but uh, this year they're actually playing and they're actually showing some some flashes. So I, I think there's more upside there personally, as, as opposed to you know just rostering Gerald Everett for the – Fifth year in a row or whatever, so uh, he, he's burnt me a few times. But I don't, I don't think he's a bad play either. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think there's a little more upside with these rookies. So, okay, let's get on to defense streaming options under sixty percent rostered. Uh, just some options in most Yahoo leagues that are available. Uh, Rams defense home against the Steelers. Uh, Seattle defense home against the Cardinals. Um, I will also note a bonus for the Seattle defense. They play the Browns next week uh, if there's no Deshaun Watson. So that's two decent matchups in a row for Seattle defense. Uh, Las Vegas at Chicago is available in 53% of leagues. A few others, uh, Washington at the Giants, uh, Indianapolis home against Cleveland if no Watson, or Cleveland on the other side, uh, Chicago home against the Raiders. Like there's lots of options because there are lots of backup quarterbacks. So what do you think this week, Drew? (laughs) Yeah, my number one is Cleveland against Indianapolis. So uh, we, Gardner Minshew had four toner, turnovers uh, against the Jaguars this past week. And I watched that game, and frankly, I'm surprised it was only four because he got away <laughs> with a few of them. Was, there was some interceptions just dro- just flat out dropped, um, multiple interceptions just flat out dropped. So it could have been a lot uglier than it was. So I, I think the Cleveland Browns have – played as well as anybody that from a defensive standpoint this year. Um, and they're in the conversation for best defense in the NFL. So throwing, throwing them up against Minshew, Minshew that interests me. Uh, and then I think the Raiders, we talked about Max Crosby uh, going up against uh, who knows <laughs> for the Chicago bears uh, without Justin Fields. So those two, I think are my top targets from a streaming defense perspective and maybe Washington against the giants as well. We don't really know. We're going to get Daniel Jones or Tyra or Tyrod Taylor or what we're getting there. Uh, but uh, Washington can, can get after a little bit as well. All right. And yeah, I mean, like I kind of hinted at, I, I personally have picked up Seattle in a lot of leagues. I like the home matchup against Arizona this week, potential yeah. matchup against PJ Walker against Cleveland next week. And Seattle's had a little bit of a pass rush going. So I, I don't mind yeah. them either. Good yeah. offense. They'll put up some points, get a lead. So um, yeah, I, I think that wraps it up. Uh, 
we, we covered a lot today, a lot of news. So hopefully that was helpful. Uh, please check out the sit start article. Of course, though, we've got every single fantasy relevant player covered. So check that out on the website. So, um, yeah, other than that, Drew, anything we missed, anything you want to hit, uh, before we get out of here? No, just remember to stay on top of those injury reports. Uh, they're they're critical. Um, sometimes the best ones are the ones that come closer to the game time. Maybe you're you're summertime between eight and eleven a.m. when you start getting the beat reporters, getting the buzz from uh, what's going on inside the towers. There, I think sometimes that information is very helpful and useful for some of these kind of muddy situations. So stay tuned to that. Stay tuned for more from from QB list. Look out for our Sistar article uh, on Reddit uh, and X and anywhere else. Uh, Thanks for your support and have a great week. 